It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm pleased you joined us this morning so I can share my knowledge and passion about nutrition. Today our show is all about you and getting your personal nutrition questions answered because this is Ask the Nutritionist show. Our phone number here today is 651-641-641. 1071 and let me repeat it if you have a nutrition a nutrition question today give us a call at 651-641-1071 and joining me today as our co-host is Kate Crosby who is a nutrition counselor and educator and sees people in our Lakeville office you know Kate and I have known and worked together for almost 15 years or is it actually longer Kate well, actually, Dar, it's 16 years. 16 years. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure you remember. Uh, I came to see you after I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really curious about nutrition, but I didn't really think I needed nutritional advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Curious, but not needing it. No, I'd always been interested in nutrition, and I was driving by on Cleveland Avenue and saw your sign in it. Caught my attention. Oh, my gosh. And I walked in. Oh, and really? And that was it. Um, I then ended up making appointments to see you and attended classes. And you told me rather sternly about the <laughs> foods I should stop eating. Now, at the time, I was a vegetarian. Okay. So that meant I was eating a lot of grains and a lot of... Things that turned into sugar. Which fed the cancer. Yep. Exactly. And so you got me... To stop that. But you also told me and showed me what to eat to support my immune system. This was crucial. Now, I couldn't really tell. I couldn't feel it was supporting my immune system. But what I really felt was, I mean, you told me at the time, eat more vegetables. Well, who doesn't need to eat more vegetables? Yeah, That's a given. Everybody Everybody says that. Yeah. But you also told me you need more animal protein, Kate. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, okay. I resisted for a little while, but once I ate the amount that you had suggested, the bonus was my depression lifted and my energy was great and consistent. And I so hadn't you, experienced that in my life. So you almost knew then that it was also supporting your immune system. Yeah. Because it's really hard to me- measure that. It's very hard to measure that. But I felt so much better. That was the, the bonus that I wasn't expecting. So that was 16 years ago. 16 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So here I am. Yep. So, you know, Kate, we have uh, asked the nutritionist, and we actually had a couple of people that um, sent us questions already, and they were on our Facebook page. And so you want to handle Grace's question about fish sure. oil? So Grace asks... Should she keep her fish oil in the refrigerator? You know, and my answer is not necessarily. Um, I don't keep my fish oil in the refrigerator. I don't keep it near the stove. But uh, 
You know, I, yeah. I, I take it often enough, and um, I'm not really worried about it's it's going bad. So okay. That's a good answer. Don't, we don't need to. Some people like to put it in the freezer because they have difficulty digesting it. That's a whole different issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and So if you burp fish oil, you yes. know, a lot of times I say, though, if you burp it, a couple not, of things are going on. Maybe you've got a rancid fish oil. Exactly. Or maybe you don't have enough hydrochloric acid to digest fish oil, and so you really are having a digestion problem to begin with. Yep. But so, so let, let's go mm-hmm. to let's go and answer Carol's question because she, I'd like to know what nutritional advice you'd give someone about to undergo chemotherapy for breast cancer. Would you recommend any supplements? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, you've got to clear it with your oncologist. Absolutely, there are some oncologists that say supplements are great and that you should take a lot of antioxidants, and then some oncologists say absolutely no antioxidants and don't take anything. But one of the other things that I always recommend when people come to see me that are starting chemotherapy is something that's called Ultra Clear Plus that is actually from Metagenics. It's a it's kind of something that helps the liver detox extra chemicals that are coming into your body. Mm-hmm. So I have them take that along with some extra whey protein and maybe just mix that in a little bit of coconut milk. Because mm-hmm. usually people need more calories when they're going through chemotherapy because they are starting to waste. Mm-hmm. Or starvation is another way of saying waste. And so you want to make sure that you've got enough nutrients to keep your energy up when you're going through that. And it's pretty easy to digest, and that's the other thing. It is. And so is. those, yeah. those, but again, you know, and then, you know, you have to think, what are other things that's going to help you? Well, like we talked about fish oil, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And I always do, I always have people take a little bit of omega-6 GLA, which is gamma-linolenic acid, to help protect the tissue. Mm-hmm. So... You know, there's a lot of things that we would do individually with people if they were going through chemotherapy. Both of these products, the Ultra Clear Plus and the whey protein powders, are powders that you mix in with this coconut milk. So that, and they are, the Ultra Clear Plus has a lot of other nutrients in it as well. Right. Is what you're saying. And, you know, the other thing that might be beneficial from that combination is the, um, the protein in it can help boost your immune system at the same time. So, Kate, let's save this next Facebook question. Yep, and got a caller. Yeah, we do. Good morning, Julia. It's Julie? Yes. Hi, Julie. Uh, you have a question for us. Thank you for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, Darlene. Hi. Um, my question has to do with the ultimate acidophilus. Yes. Is this my friend? <laughs> yes, it is. Good morning, morning. Kate. <laughs> I'm wondering... Um, I've always heard about bifidus and acidophilus being for the gut. Yes. Um, and yet, and candida. And when I read that website for Ultimate Acidophilus, it talked about those kinds of things. But you all talk about it in terms of acid for the stomach. Yes. So I'm a little bit confused about that. Well, I know that acidophilus will actually help to kind of heal that irritated stomach lining. Okay. And that's what I, you know, and I don't know exactly where or when I learned that acidophilus is primarily in the stomach. I think it was at a lecture by Nigel Plummer, which is kind of a a person that has done a lot of research into the types of uh, 
bacteria that we have in our intestinal tract and in our, in our stomach. And he's actually from Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's probably where I heard that. Um, ca- you know, well, it kind of reminds me of um, we also use uh, acidophilus a lot for urinary tract infections. And the, and the reason that we use it for that condition is that it helps acidify the bladder so that the the lining of the bladder is acidic enough that the bacteria can't attach. Yeah. It's probably the same effect in the stomach, so that the lining of the stomach is is um, preventing any bacteria from kind of growing there, but also keeping it in a proper pH so that, um, you know, acid is produced. And right, exactly. And I think, too, Kate, is I know that when, lots of times when I have people with indigestion, you know, mm-hmm. and they maybe they've been on an acid blocker. I actually start with acidophilus because I'm trying to get a little more acid acidic so that they can actually digest things. Yeah. Because when that acid is cut off, then your digestion is cut off. It really yeah. slows things down. Yeah. I don't know if that answers that. Yes, help? that's very helpful. Um, I may kind of get a big picture understanding. I've got another little question, or do you want? Do you need to go on? No, go ahead. In class the other night, they talked about eating too much raw spinach, and that you that that wouldn't be good daily, and cooked is better. Well, I thought raw veg. Well, one one part of it is um, I'm eating raw spinach salads and also some slaw, cool mm-hmm. slaw salads, and so is that not good every day? And the other part of that question is I thought raw, a certain amount of raw was important because of the um, um, what enzymes. You, yeah, because <clears throat> of the enzymes. And the teacher was saying cooked is better. Well, that one, I, <laughs> yeah. I think some Tricky. of both is perfect, My actually. Okay. Um, I don't, you know, I think sometimes uh, we do get a few people that, eat excessively amounts of things that maybe wouldn't be wise, but I, I can't yeah. see. Kate, do you have an, something well, on this? I, I think sometimes uh, people people who've got some other issues going on might do a whole lot better with cooked vegetables yes. than raw. Yes, exactly. And um, But if your digestion is pretty good, I would say a mixture is really important. Um, is it okay to have spinach every day yes, in a salad? Yes, certainly. Okay. Yeah, no I, problem. I don't think you're going to eat too much raw spinach. Uh, yeah, no. Because it's too bulky. That's right. Yes. yes. But we do know that if people are struggling with constipation, that cooked spinach is a wonderful thing to include in your diet because it helps with that chronic constipation problem. So we, that's what I. That's one of my mm-hmm. tricks up the, you know, mm-hmm. that I use all the time with people. So that's great. Thanks so much. Okay. Great. Thanks Bye. for the call. Bye. So okay, let's go back to that question that we have uh, from Sue. Uh, yes, about key, uh, the oh. So Sue's got a question about using full fat canned coconut milk. We talk about it a lot. She mentions. And she wants to know how it would affect someone with hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So they're very sensitive to carbohydrates, basically. Um, she was wondering if it would be okay because it's sweet tasting. And so she figured it might be higher be in sugar. Higher in sugar. 
Well, actually, it's so high in fat, we consider it a fat. Mm-hmm. And as a result, that would be excellent for hypoglycemia because it would help to create stable blood sugar. Um, and actually, when you look on the it. can and say how many grams of carbohydrates in it, I think there's like one. one. So the taste is not, uh, it's not That's a sugar taste. Sugar. No, yeah. it's, it's uh, the flavor. Yeah. So, Kate, it's already time that we need to think about taking a break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, next Saturday, December 10th, Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering foods to reduce pain and inflammation at both our North Oaks office and our YZ office. This is a two-hour class, and this will teach you about the foods to avoid that causes aches and pains and the foods to include to reduce pain and inflammation. You know, the cost of the class is only $25. So call our office at 651-699-3438 to sign up or just go on weightandwellness.com and get more information. And actually you can register right online. So we'll be back in a minute. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today we are, uh, this show is all about you, all about your questions. It's Ask the Nutritionist. So if you've got a nutrition question today, please call us at 651-641-1071. Let me just repeat that. It's 651-641-1071. And we have someone with a question. Good morning. Is it Marley? Good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hello. Oh, Marley. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Your name is? Marley. Marley. Okay. I had the right name. Okay. Um, I have a herniated back disc. Yes. Um, I have some weakness in my leg and uh, some decreased um, response to nerve, uh, to reflexes when they tap your knee, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been told that I can come back in six weeks and have some nerve testing if I'm doing okay, but I'm interested in avoiding surgery at all costs. I want to help my nerves and my back heal, so I've been looking at options. I've been taking homeopathic arnica. I started something called Colosynth and Roostox. I'm wondering if uh, something called DMSO would be good to add. You know, I think one of the things that you have to look at first is um, there's there's lots of things nutritionally you have to look at. Um, you know, where I would start with somebody that has a back problem is 
looking at what they're what they're eating. So again, I would do a, a fair amount of of grass-fed animal protein. Okay. Because you need that protein to heal any of the tissue. So that's where and then I would do lots of vegetables. Okay. And I'd probably do organic vegetables as possible. And then I'd do good beneficial fat like olive oil and butter, coconut oil, those kinds of things. And I would cut the sugar and I'd cut the grains. And the coffee? And well, you know, a couple of cups of coffee a day is fine. Okay. But the things that are inflammatory would be sugar, grains, and for many people, dairy products. So I kind of would say cut that, and then so then then you're giving all the nutrients that your back needs to heal. Okay, mm-hmm. then you look at some of the other things that are more anti-inflammatory, which would be we go back to our old fish oil, and so I'd probably recommend six thousand. Um, milligrams of fish oil. So that's like taking six of those soft gels a day. Sure. And then the other thing that I'd look at is magnesium because every time you have an injury, you're going to have some muscle spasm going on. So you've got to get enough magnesium. And so you might want to look at 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate to get it to absorb well. That kind of magnesium really absorbs well. And it relaxes those muscle spasms. So then the nutrients can get into those muscles to heal. Okay. I take some of those. I'll just have to increase them. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I would start to look at is probably an excellent glucosamine chondritin type of product. But I would, if, if it says to take three, I'd probably take six for now. I mean, we're talking about the next six weeks, maybe three months to just kind of give your back as much healing as possible. Okay. And then you're going to say something, Kate. I can see it right in your... <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. What about the, the uh, liquid chondroitin yes. MSM product? That that product has proven to be so uh, beneficial. Yes, I agree with you. We have a great product that is a liquid glucosamine chondroitin, and it just seems like it works it so well. It takes a few weeks, people. but... But it works. Yeah. Okay. And then it's got MSM and some of those other things in it that that we really need anyway. Okay. So that's where I would start with some of these things. And that can help the nerve regenerate. Yes. Oh, the other thing that you really should be taking is, um, you know, some B12, you know, B6, B12, folic acid, those kinds of things. So like a, a great... A uh, multivitamin that is higher in B vitamins might be one way, or to de- do a great uh, vitamin, you know, a, a multi, um, just a B- vitamin B, B complex. complex. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just just that. Okay. So, how does that sound? It sounds great. I, is it I different than some... what? Go ahead. I'm just going to increase some of the things that I've started, and and uh, this is great. Thank you, and and encouraging because I I don't want to have back surgery. No, no, Mm-mm. and you know it's oh the other thing I got to remember this one: no diet pop, no pop, and lots of water because you're you, it actually your bones. Oh, that's another thing I need to talk about. Uh, your bones actually need a lot of uh, hydration, okay. so a lot of water, and they also need calcium. So a great calcium product would be really important at this point. 
How do you determine a great calcium product for a 58-year-old? Well, I would do, I'd either do like our product that's called Pro Bono, or I would do a one that's called, from Metagenics, called Cal Appetite Plus, because what they do is they put a variety of calciums into that product, and then they do something that's called microcrystalline hydroxyapatite, which is Woo. actually ground-up bone uh-huh. from, from a, like a, a calf. And it has all the nutrients that rebuilds bone. Okay. And it it really does make a difference. Okay. The, the bonus to Pro Bono, in addition, is it, it kind of has a lot of B vitamins in that product as well. Yes, so it you does. might kind of kill two birds with one stone. Exactly. On yep. So okay. more information than you probably even <laughs> wanted. Right? Oh, not at all. Thank you so <laughs> very much. Okay. Well, that was a good question. So let's... Um, Gwen, you have a question for us today. Uh, thank you for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Yes. Hi. Um, listening to your show and taking your classes, I'm trying to get my children to um, eat something besides cereal in the morning. However, they always say they can't because they're nauseous. So, like, if they, I want to make them eggs or pancakes, um, you know, with sausage and stuff like that, they said that type of um, breakfast makes them nauseous, so I'm wondering. Well, I think that maybe, I'm not sure what they're eating before they go to bed. And they really need to eat before they go to bed. Kate, some things for kids to eat. I'm, I don't know what they're eating, but usually people that wake up with some nausea, that means that they're not eating either eating enough or they're eating the wrong thing before mm-hmm. they go to bed. Mm-hmm. Apples and peanut butter, um, you know, maybe even some some a little bit of meat, you know, like some deli meat that is doesn't have nitrates in it, some cream cheese, and like a half a banana. Maybe they actually need more food to kind of hold them through because when your blood sugar drops in the night, some people have some nausea from that then, and so maybe exactly. that's what's happening. They're not, um, you typically will um, eat our supper, you know, be done with it by 630, mm-hmm. and they don't eat again until breakfast. Oh, that's the problem. That's the problem. So they really need some kind of beneficial fat, like half an avocado with... Banana. A, but yeah, mashed up. Great. I mean, those kinds of things, because that's going to keep their blood sugar stable through the night, and they're going to wake up, and they're going to feel great. So that's that's where yeah. it starts. Seems like okay, okay? a good Great. snack. Thank mm-hmm. Okay, thanks for the question. And I think we'll go right here. Good morning, Colleen. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi there. Um, Hi. I am calling um, to talk about something similar to the last caller. <laughs> so um, I have a son who's nine mm-hmm. who is an amazing eater, um, but he is um, dealing with a tick disorder. Mm-hmm and associated attention issues. And we have been toying with the idea of going on a gluten-free, casein-free diet. Mm-hmm. And I think I have managed lunch and dinner, but breakfast is sort of confounding me. <laughs> so <laughs> he, um, one caveat, I should say he loves eggs, but we're trying to also pull egg out because he um, shows a potential sensitivity to egg. Okay. And he hates anything mushy, so oatmeal is off the yep. table. Yep, yep. 
um, but we want something that's high enough in protein for him and will keep his blood sugar steady for the... Well, one of the, my is um, there's a brand of um, sausages that's called uh, Applegate, and they, they're actually, they look like brats. They're chicken sausage, turkey that. sausage, yep. and I just take those, cut, cut them up, and saute those with a little bit of butter or olive oil and then maybe some sweet potatoes with oh, that. Great. And eat um, green veggie with that, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to keep going back to some kind of meat. Maybe, he, maybe, you know, maybe he'd eat a little bit of steak or a burger or... Chicken I breast. I, I often fix myself chicken tenders in the morning, those skinny parts of the chicken breast. You crazy woman. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had meatballs this morning. What can I say, you know? And we're up and going. <laughs> Not a proper breakfast. What's wrong? Yeah. Well, and we've also, we've also looked at um, a smoothie with coconut milk and frozen fruit. and then. Um, but the, the problem is if you're really going to try to get them totally dairy-free, all the protein powders that are really going to be beneficial have whey Wait. in them. And so maybe for six weeks you don't do that. You just do meat. You know, I, I have a lot of people that eat chili for breakfast because they feel great when they eat chili. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, get them to be thinking like that. Okay. And You're so. very fortunate that he's that he's a, a good eater. Yep. No, he will eat anything. Like That's in a great. restaurant, he'd go for calamari before he'd go for anything else. And the waiters and waitresses just look at him. <laughs> oh, that's great. But, you know, it'll be really interesting when you get him off of gluten and dairy and egg and see what happens to his ticks if mm-hmm. they go away. You know, I would add some magnesium, frankly, in that whole mix. Yeah, we've got sure. him on a magnesium calcium supplement at night. Okay. And the other thing we've been trying, we have him on um, an omega-3 um, chewable through Nordic Naturals, mm-hmm. the one that we bought, and a multivitamin. The other thing we've been trying to get in is a fiber supplement um, and uh, a probiotic. And it's been really tricky trying to find a fiber supplement that isn't wheat. I found something well, called Vegulite. You know, ground-up flaxseed. Ground-up flaxseed? Yeah, that would be oh. the best option. And then that would kill two birds with one stone yep. as well with the omegas. Mm-hmm. Well, yes kind and of. no, but you need oh. more omegas okay. than that. So, well, okay. th- thank you for the call this thank morning. Thank you so much. Good yep. luck. All right. Okay, bye-bye. So uh, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. As you think about your health, and you have your glucose levels measured at your doctor's office, you should be trying to keep the glucose numbers under 100. But many people are in the 160 to the 180 range. Now, blood sugar problems and diabetes are rampant in the United States. Not only is type 2 diabetes the sixth leading cause of death in the U.S., but it is the leading cause of blindness. Obesity and diabetes are chronic health problems and require ongoing education and support. So if you have a question for us today, it is 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has a really wonderful holiday offer. I want to tell you about it. Buy a $100 gift certificate, good for classes or counseling, and pay only $75. Or you could buy a $300 gift certificate for only $225. What a savings. Holy mackerel. That's a deal. So you save $25 every time you buy a $100 gift certificate. So is this the time for you to buy a gift certificate for yourself, or is this a holiday gift for somebody that you on your list? Buy it now. Use it. 
maybe take our Nutrition for Weight Loss class in January. Or save $50 on a consultation. Call our office at 651-699-3438 for details. Well, we have lots of callers this morning, Kate. So okay. let's just dive right into them. Okay. Tess, Tress, is, you have a question on constipation. Yes. Good morning. Um, I've been doing the uh, specific carbohydrate diet for over a year now, and it's been really good to help with some of the um, gluten sensitivities that I had. I just didn't feel so great just doing complete Um, Mm gluten-free. But I do notice that around my menstrual cycle for about a week and a half, I get horrible constipation despite all the magnesium that I do, and it's uh, really horrible for my family and for myself. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about what type of magnesium you're doing. I was doing um, magnesium oxide, and um, if I push it up to maybe four or five, then I get a little bit of movement, Okay, um, but not so much. And then recently, after listening to you guys for about the last month or so, I've switched over to the magnesium glyconate, and I've been doing two of those um, at night. Okay, now I have another recommendation. Okay. We have a, a magnesium that combines both the glycinate and the citrate in our office, and it's called mixed magnesium. And okay. it works great for people with constipation. And it comes in a capsule, be, and it gets absorbed really well. And you might need, like that, that week before your period, you might need to take four to six of those at bedtime. And I think it'll take care of your problem. It's, really? It's okay, a, that seems like a lot. Okay. Well, it's a different form. Your magnesium oxide probably isn't doing much of anything. Exactly. And the glycinate isn't designed to help with constipation. It's designed to get absorbed, but the the mixed magnesium with the citrate in there will help you with that. Mm -hmm. It will help with that. Okay. Um, And then my other question I had is that um, I've always had, well, I want to say lifelong allergies that sort of started after I had surgery for a deviated nasal septum. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets progressively worse in the spring and the fall. I do notice that it gets better if I do like some kind of a colon um, cleanse or something. And um, recently I've done a uh, parasite cleanse, which actually seems to be giving me probably the best benefits that I've had um, in the year so far. And I wanted to know, is there something that I could do ongoing to just keep the parasites at bay? Well, I would do uh, ongoing bifidobacteria and glutamine, L-glutamine, you know, like two in the morning and two at night. And I think that's going to keep the intestinal tract free of both bacteria and, and possibly parasites. So, right. so okay. I mean, I think that would be the best solution. Kate, do you have any other? Well, oh, are oh. you eating dairy? I am not eating dairy. Okay. Okay. I've been lactose intolerant since I was a teenager. Okay. okay. You know, another thing that really works well is something that's called uh, grapefruit extract, yeah. grapefruit seed, seed extract. And we have a little bottle. It's called Advantage. And it's just all they do is they squeeze the grapefruit seed and they have this extract and it kills off bacteria, virus, fungus. Parasites. Parasites. And a lot of people will take uh, six to eight drops of that in a little bit of water once a day, and it works like magic for them. So that's that's another idea. And that's safe to take ongoing? Ongoing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I would take it, you know, like after a meal. After a meal. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, as I mentioned, I'm doing the specific carbohydrate diet, and it, like, totally eliminates all grains whatsoever. And a lot of the products on the market seem to have like rice flour or starches in it that makes it a little difficult to get some of the supplements that 
are recommended. And well, bifidus is one of those bacteria that they they claim can overgrow and overpopulate in the colon, no. <clears throat> making it difficult for um, the healthy bacteria to manifest itself. No, yeah, I, I've, never, so. I've never, I've never, <laughs> honestly, I've never heard that, but I don't think so. I mean, for sure. Um, okay. But sometimes what happens is some of these companies will put, it. it's actually a little bit in their capsule, um, but... You know, I think I think you're pretty safe. And in fact, you know, if you're concerned about that, uh, we have a product that is is powdered bifidus, and it's it's ultra mm-hmm. bifidus. That's Period. the name of it. And so it's bifidobacteria in a powder. What is it called? The powder? Yeah, it's called ultra bifidus. Ultra bifidus. Yep. Okay, great. Thank okay. you, ladies, so much. Yeah, thank you for the questions. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Let's go to. Hi, Gail. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. You have a question for us. Yes, I do. Um, I have osteopenia, and I was wondering about the product. I know you had talked about it just a little bit before, about pro bono or the Cal Appetite. Mm-hmm. So would the Cal Appetite be better because that one you said helps build up the bone? Well, they both do. Oh, they both do. Actually, pro bono. Kate, you talk for a little bit here. Well, I I think I would start with pro bono and see how that works for you. That would be, uh, it's a it's a supplement that um, helps to build bone. It's guaranteed to build bone. Yeah. Um, you can, you know, if you've had a uh, DEXA scan recently. Yeah, <clears throat> so like how, it's like they do it every two years. So like my next one would be two years from now. So you would take pro bono for for two, two years, years every day, just like they say, uh-huh. and then you can go back and have your bone density taken again, and it will either it there will be some, it you will not be any worse, but you Which, should be better. Yeah. And if you're not, basically they guarantee the product, and if not, they they will refund the money to you. Okay. So. It's amazing that they can do that. Mm-hmm. So either one of them, though, but you do prefer the pro bone. I would start one. there. I would, too. I'd build up my bones and do it for two years, and then you'll probably be up in the normal range for your bones. Mm-hmm. All and right. Then, Great. So, there it's you and you know, the pro bono is really easy to take because it's a packet in the morning and a packet at night, and you don't even have to think about it. And it's all in these little capsules. And that has, like, the magnesium in it, too, that you need. Yep, and the calcium. vitamin D and all those things that you need. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Great so question. Much. Thank you very much. And let's go right up. Um, good morning, Jill. You have a question about fish oil this morning. Jill, good morning. No. Oh. Good morning, Jill. You have a question? Yes, I do. Hi there. Um, hi. This is a little different than what you're probably used to, but I am a nurse injector at Salon Montage, and thus I have kind of healthy... Um, a lot of people on fish oil, mm-hmm. and I have protocols for people that come in to me for aspirin and Coumadin and any other blood thinners, know how long to keep them off of those, but I am noticing that people who are on fish oil do bleed more. Yes, they do, do certainly. More. And I'm wondering how long is that in the system and what would be the protocol for people to have you know, like any kind of injection or... Usually when people are going into surgery or something like that, what I usually recommend is for people to be off of it for about four days before surgery. Four days. Because I think that's, yes. And so 
Yes, you're going to have more bleeding when you're taking omega-3 fish oils. It's a blood thinner, okay. you know. Yes, <clears throat> right. Right. Okay. And then, you know, when I heard you um, telling that woman to take more fish oil, right. is there, um, should I be asking what their dosage is then, too? Yes, you should. Yes, okay. because if somebody's taking one, that's not much of a blood thinner. But if they're taking lots, yes, definitely should be asking. Okay. And how about flaxseed? Is that a blood thinner, too, or no? The flaxseed, the ground flaxseed, not really. No, that should be fine. It's Vitamin E, is that one of them? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Okay, so those are the two I should be asking. For sure. And let's see. Um, there's some herbs that, that, just don't, huh? hmm. that just don't come to my mind right now okay. that, that you should be probably... Yeah, doctors are not aware of this because I have been telling them, you know, I have really healthy patients. <laughs> a lot of people are on fish oil. Oh, sure. sure. I, I mean, I, you know, it's recommended. Protocols. Yeah, it's uh-huh. recommended for everyone. So that's a yeah. great question you mm-hmm. called. I'm glad you called because, you know, if when people are on Coumadin or fish oil or any of those things, they need to make sure that they're backing off of those before they do some of these different procedures. Yes. Okay, and then I have been asked to go off of those. Is that... Is that any kind of threat to their health? No, not for, for a few, few days. days. No. no. Okay. Not a, Great. Oh, that's the other thing is maybe, you know, usually when they, people are going in for surgery, I recommend three or four days before surgery and three or four days after surgery to okay. be off of it. Be off of it. Yep. Great. You've been so helpful. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Great question. So I think what we'll do, Kate, is take a little quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Many of us have habits holding us back from losing the weight, keeping our blood sugar under control, waking up feeling full of energy. What habit is holding you back? You know, we believe change your nutrition to change your brain, which will create the brain chemistry for success. Mm -hmm. It's a new way to think about things. Then you will no longer have habits holding you back. So change your brain chemistry to change your life. And we'll be back in a minute. Earlier, we mentioned a a class called Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation, which is being um, taught next Saturday, the 10th, in North Oaks in Wyzetta. And in this class, you'll learn that magnesium is crucial for building bone mass. So how can you tell if you've got sufficient magnesium? Well, let me just tell you a few body signs of low levels of magnesium. Things like fatigue would mean you've don't have enough magnesium, mm-hmm. muscle spasms, big yes. one. Yes, definitely. Maybe you grind your teeth at night. Mm-hmm. That can be low magnesium. Depression and anxiety. Certainly. For sure. And insomnia. For sure. Yes, you need magnesium. Magnesium's the relaxing mineral. So one of magnesium's critical functions is to build healthy bones. In fact, it is, it is as important as calcium. And I think people don't know that, Kate. No. They have no idea that magnesium is that important. You need them together yeah. to get the benefit. Yep. We usually recommend magnesium glycinate. It's easy to take, and it's very, very, very effective. Very effective. So. Do you want me to talk about, uh, we, we had had a call. Oh, yes. About um, surgery. Yep, and, and things that, that blood thin, thin blood. Mm-hmm. Um, ginkgo is an herb that will often thin blood. And exactly. we need to stop that also three exactly. to four days before mm-hmm. surgery. And maybe if you're taking lots of vitamin C, 
you might also be thinning your blood too much for an injection or whatever. Yes. So we so, have lots of callers. So All right. Good morning, Mary. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Yes, hi. I, I have a friend who had a stroke a year ago. Yes. And he's having severe nerve pain. Um, it just like on a scale of 1 to 10, he says it's a 10. Um, just, you know, extreme depression with that just mm-hmm. because of so much pain. But I hear you talking about um, possibly magnesium for yep. muscle spasm. C- certainly magnesium, glycinate, and beet. He's on like morphine now. Yep. I mean, uh, he's got so much pain, they just can't find anything that's helping him. I, I you know, and I, fish oil, it's for sure, omega 3s, magnesium, you know, the B vitamins, a good, good amount of B vitamins, B12. Um, alpha lipoic acid is also helps with um, kind of that nerve pain, that neuropathy that some people have. Uh-huh. Um, alpha lipoic acid, and it's an antioxidant. I'd probably do something like CoQ10 also that might help. Um, just, you know, um, I would I would really recommend a consultation yeah, for him because there's, there are different things, and I have actually worked with people with this same problem, and it's like you have to find the right supplement and the right thing that will help that nerve to heal. Okay. And so, and sometimes it's just getting the sugar out of the diet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people crave more sugar when they're under pain. So it's this balancing act that always goes on with people in pain. They're trying to get him to eat. He he won't even eat. It's like mm. yes. if you can get four teaspoons of soup in him a day, that's... Okay. That's, mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, you know some... Yep. And so... So I, know, I don't think he's eating sugar, but I, okay. it could be that he is. Yep. So anyway, that's so. what I would recommend. Come, you know, call our office for and sign up for a consultation and work okay. and see if... If some of this can't help, I'm usually it can. Okay. So good luck. Thank thanks. You. Thanks for the call this morning. So let's let's see here. Um, where am I? Right here. Um, Kathy. Yes. Um, I've heard uh, a lot lately about krill oil, and how it is even better than fish oil. Can Can you share what information you have about that? Well, I can tell you what we did with our office. We tested it out because about four or five years ago, krill oil was all the rage, and we tested it out. And we tested to see if it was had more anti-inflammatory effects than fish oil because it's much more expensive for people. And we found that it didn't have any better effects than fish oil for as an anti-inflammatory type of product. So we thought... You know, we quit carrying it because we thought, why should we charge more money for something that isn't even any more effective? So that's where we're at oh. with it. So, you know, a good quality fish oil was, and it was probably half the price. So oh, wow. at that point, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe krill oil price has come down, but that's what was going on then. Okay. So that was our test. Oh, well, thank you so much. Okay. You thank you for the call. Mm-hmm. Good morning. You have a question for us today? Hello. Good morning. Welcome. I didn't overhear you were asking me. Uh, My question is regarding, I just recently had another fracture in my back. I I have a compressed fracture in my uh, thoracic eight, and uh, uh, they are requesting surgery. Mm -hmm. And and also, along with this, I do have uh, heart palpitations. And um, I've gone to a nutritionist before, and he says this is due to my adrenals 
being so stressed with all the pain I've been in because I've had, and also I had a fracture in my lumbar one uh, in 06. And I was just wondering what you thought about surgery and is there anything I can do uh, to prevent surgery because now this uh, recent or the compression in, in this T8 is causing lots of pain and it's hard, harder to breathe when I'm upright. Well, one of the things that I would really re recommend is a consultation. I think you need to come see one of us. And, you know, the secondly is, I don't know if you're, pro bono is by far the best, I think one of the best calcium building pr or bone building products on the market. And I don't know, about, oh, maybe a year ago, I actually had a client that was getting ready for surgery, but because her bones were so soft and fragile that we did double dose of pro bono for, I think, about four months before, and it got her bones ready for surgery. So there's a lot of things that you can do, both from a, a food point of view and a supplement point of view to support your bones. I so, would be really questioning your diet initially and, yes. and thinking about uh, foods that might be irritating that, that may, in fact, cause it so that you ca cause your body not to be able to absorb some of these minerals. Something yeah, seems like to be going on. Maybe gluten. You, gluten, yes. Maybe you have a gluten sensitivity and you're just not absorbing the nutrients or... You know, maybe you're eating too much sugar. sugar. I don't know. You know, yeah. those are the things that we we always start with food. I mean, we always look at what people are eating or not eating first and help them with their eating plan. You know, you, you really, to build the rods or the collagen in bones, you have to eat protein, animal protein. So there's Surprising, so, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's so many different things that people need to build their bones. Oh, okay, what, what about the heart palpitations? I started having these right after I'd had a car accident, then another accident that got me into this problem in, in 08, right. I mean 06. And then I started having these heart palpitations, and they mainly come on uh, due to stress. I've gone to uh, a Mayo Clinic and lots of places for regarding my heart. I am not on any You know, I, I think, again, what we would have to do is look at all the reasons that that might be happening. So, I, I, again, I would really call for an appointment. Consultation. You know. Okay. So, well, thank you Thank you for much. the call. I love your show. Thank you Great. very much. You know, I think that um, we... Um, We've had lots of callers, and we have people on the line this morning, and we're not going to get to them. And, um, you know, if people want to call us, you know, call our office. If you tried to call in today and you just could not get in, possibly call on Monday and see if we can't get your questions answered. So, you know, here I just have some parting thoughts on some of the show today is, you know, researchers found that 90% of your health is from your lifestyle habits and what you eat. And only 10% is from genetics. So I so firmly believe in this, in this research, that even though my mother had type 2 diabetes, I choose to live my life so I won't develop it. And that's powerful, actually. Mm -hmm. I have made such a commitment that I'm not going to get it. Truly, we must change our nutrition to change our life. And to make these changes, we really need the correct nutrition education. Not everybody gives that correct nutrition no. education. 
And we need support. We need ongoing support to make these changes. And that's really what we do at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. It's it's our expertise. We give the cor- we believe we give the correct nutritional information, right, Kate? Absolutely. And that support piece, Star, is crucial. People can understand what to do, but to actually do it often requires ongoing support with a class, a consultation, something. Yes. Keep yourself around the information. Exactly. Keep hearing it. Have a wonderful weekend. Yep. Thank you, Kate. Yep. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.